Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. Oh, well, now we're midnight. It's Tuesday, East Coast. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. We're still reacting to a lot of what we saw in the NFL over the weekend. And as the week progresses, we'll get into the games themselves. Uh, my early read is, unfortunately, I think um, for Lions fans, that the Niners may have realized that they were close to screwing up and they may be refocused. And I know the Lions are focused, but uh, they may be they may be focused. And I, I would right now pick the Niners. The Chiefs, I think, can get it done. Uh, but my pick was the Ravens, so I'm going to go with the Niners and the Ravens, the chalk Super Bowl prediction. And there's a lot of uh, people pointing out that the Super Bowl logo, the color, and even Aaron Rodgers brought it up the one time. He thinks it's rigged because the logo, it's the Super Bowl with the numbers, and then it's like red and blue kind of washed, or red and purple washed together. And the last few years of that, it was like a Chiefs red and an Eagles green. So the logo is already out, is already got the colors in it. It's the colors of the teams who might be in it. So I don't know why the NFL, if they were going to rig the sport, would give you that little bit of an Easter egg. They, I mean, they wouldn't do that. But these logos, remember like the 10 years they were just the same logo every year? Used to have great logos back with the Super Bowl, and then they sucked. Uh, now they're good again. Big night in the NBA. Carl Anthony Towns for the Timberwolves, 62 points, and somehow they lost to the Hornets. And then Joel Embiid scoring 70 and he recreated the uh, picture, although this is like a half-assed way of recreating this picture, but how Wilt scored 100, Shep, um, Embiid, Embiid did this with 70. But, like, you can, barely, you can barely see it, first of all. Right. Well, it's the 14th time this has happened in NBA history. Um, guys like, and you mentioned it, guys like Donovan Mitchell did it. He ain't an all-time great. Damian Lillard is closer to having that title, but he's not even an all-time great himself. I just feel like if you're the 14th, you know, guy to ever accomplish this. Now, granted, ninth player ever, but it's been done 13 other times. You're the best scorer in the world. I don't feel like you should be doing an iconic celebration for 70 points. If you get 100, you can replicate what Wilt did. Other than that, it's too much. It's excessive. It diminishes the accomplishment of actually scoring 70. Did Kobe do it for 82? No, and that's the th- and that's the thing. Kobe, Kobe, uh, it was in a comeback effort. You know, he got a, a rightful, you know, standing ovation. He didn't ask for that. 
and you know it's Kobe Bryant. It, or eighty one was it eighty one? It was eighty one. But yeah, but like, it, but that's but that's beneath him. Like if if you're you see that's the thing, Bart. Seventy don't matter. You know what matters? You mentioned this at the beginning. What matters is finally at least getting to an you know a conference championship, or I don't know. Wild idea here. Maybe winning an NBA championship for Philadelphia is something they haven't done since 1983, at least in basketball. That's what you should be focusing on. And that's why you mentioned it. Like, the aspect of the regular season, this means nothing. No one's going to remember that Donovan Mitchell scored 70 points. Barely anyone's going to remember that Damian Lillard scored 70 points. What we're going to remember is rightfully so or wrongfully so, whether he came up short or not with the Bucks, or proved to be the difference to get the Bucks back over the hump. That's what we're going to remember about Damian Lillard's legacy, right? When it comes to anybody who scores that amount of points, that's not what we're going to remember them for. How many people bring up Elgin Baylor scoring 70 points? No. When we talk about Elgin Baylor, we talk about the greatest player of all time to never win a championship. We talk about Will. We don't talk about the 100-point game. We honestly talk about him falling short to Russell all but one year, 1967. So if you're Joel Embiid and you're going to be the third straight scoring champion, third time you have done that in consecutive years, maybe it's time you don't really focus on the amount of points you score in a regular season game and actually give a damn about winning a championship. My guess, however, to play uh, advocate here is the Sixers social media is probably like, hey, you should do this because you broke his record. And that's where you got to be Joel Embiid, the superstar <laughs> that you are, and say, I don't listen to a bunch of people that think I, they know what's good for the brand of Philadelphia. What's good for the brand of Philadelphia is holding a picture with, with a uh, not a Lombardi trophy, but a Larry O'Brien trophy. That's what's going to matter. Not not a, a silly, crappy cutout of a 70-point you know, on a white piece of paper. Guy I follow that covers the Packers, um, Aaron Nagler's his name. He's covered the NFL for a long time. He tweeted, Joel Embiid scoring 70 in January is the same as the Dolphins scoring 70 in September. Uh, it's not going to matter. <laughs> Thank you. <So. laughs> nice uh, uh, nice tweet there. Wanted to give credit. All right. Let's talk about some stad stuff again. The teams that lost. The Buffalo Bills. Patrick Mahomes uh, against the Bills. He's seen him three times in the playoffs. He's got a 75% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, no picks. His passer rating is a buck 26. He's got a rushing TD and 93 rushing yards. And to the caller who talked about the Chiefs history, like when the Bills were making those Super Bowls, two of those runs happened by them beating the Chiefs to get there. There was an AFC championship game and a divisional round game. So maybe there's some Chiefs fans that are, not just happy to see the Chiefs having success now, but feel some sort of vindication and retaliation for what happened to them 30 years ago. I may be. Uh, all right, Andy is in Buffalo, 855-212-4227. Hey, Andy. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Oh, so, you know, the biggest thing I wanted to go out, I'll save it for the end here, but, you know, you started off, I was born in 88, so, like, Growing up, it was just the Bills were always in the Super Bowl. I remember being shocked that they weren't. You don't appreciate what a good yeah. time that is. And then you go into 20 years of just irrelevancy. Um, and then, you know, you're talking about Green Bay and how you feel kind of lucky to get in. That's how we were the first year we got in after so long. You know, it was a little early for what we had planned. But, hey, you know, that was the start of it. And then we kind of had this build up, kind of a crescendo. You know, they made all those moves. They got Von Miller. They did all this stuff. 
And now we didn't get there, and we're looking at $40 million over cap. And, like, that, I think, is is probably one of the most painful parts now that the season's over. It's like you're looking at next year, and everybody's like, oh, next year. We're $40 million over cap. Our team's not going to be the same team that it is now. Like It's been very steady the last few years. It's not going to be that. And whether or not we're going to be even relevant next year is a question. I mean, obviously, with Josh Allen, we've always got a shot. But, you know, last night or proved a lot of things about, you know, you need other weapons. Like, how many drops did our wide receivers have? You know? It's like we need something more than what we have, and we're just going to lose a lot of good pieces next year. You, you see it happening. You just don't know what that outcome's going to be, how they're going to be able to finagle that. Like, you know, who knows? They will get lucky. And Josh Allen will renegotiate his contract, you know, watching Brady do that for all these years where he restructure his salary and everything like that. You know, maybe we'll get lucky, but you don't feel it, though. Yeah, I look at some of the guys under contract, and again, these aren't guaranteed. Um, so, you know, the NFL can do what they do, but Dawson Knox is set to make 15 million the next three years. That ain't happening. Stefan Diggs is making 27. Ooh, for four more years. Von Miller's getting a bunch of money. Like you said, he's, he's almost at 30. Uh, yeah, they're going to, they're going to need to do some stuff. And then what happens with Sean McDermott? So I I don't know if they bring him back. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think, after going through the ring circus of coaches that we've had in the past, I think getting rid of Sean McDermott would be kind of an e-jerk, but at the same time, like how long do we do this? Not, not pull the plug, you know, I don't think it's yet, but you know, I think, I think he's going to be around for a while still. Well, we'll see what happens. I think that's the big decision. Uh, Andy, thanks for the call. First and foremost is what do you do about Sean McDermott? If anything, and this is the same thing. Like, I keep bringing this up, but it's relevant. When Andy Reid was with the Eagles, they get the four uh, NFC Championship games in a row, and they don't they get the one Super Bowl out of that, but then they lose. It's like at some point, success changes. You know, there's a lot of fan bases who would look at what the Bills have gone through the last four years and, believe it or not, say, I would prefer that than what we're doing. I would at least prefer getting to the playoffs, winning a game, and, and do that. But, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know this. Is Marv Levy not a legend in Buffalo? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Sean McDermott's win percentage is significantly higher than Marv Levy. And we know what they were before Sean McDermott. You cannot fire him. You cannot justify Nick Sirianni and Mike McCarthy hanging on. And oh, Sean my God, McDermott I forgot. Getting, right. I forgot, I forgot Rex Ryan was there. I mean, I mean, Greg Williams, Rex Ryan— Dick Jaron. Um, Dick Jaron. I mean, I mean, there were so many guys who oversaw the Bills. Um, Malar- wasn't wasn't Malarkey there? Mike Malarkey. Oh my God. So like, I mean, come on now. I mean, Chan Gailey. Right. I mean, let's not like let's not let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think of other guys. Uh, Jaron. Who are other guys that I forget? Oh, we forget this. Anthony Lynn was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, he was the interim with right. Rex Ryan, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on now. Like, oh, you know what we forget? We forget the, the one out right after Marv Levy. I think it was Wade Phillips. Wade, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I, I, I could barely remember that. Like, and we were alive for that, you know? He's the by far the second greatest coach in franchise history. And just because they can't beat the greatest dynasty in the last 30 years, with the exception of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, 
doesn't mean Sean McDermott should find other work. Well, you're not going to do what the Titans did and fire Mike Vrabel to hire some guy that nobody knows from Cincinnati. <laughs> right. You would only make this change if you were going to make the change. And I'm talking Harbaugh or Belichick. See, now, it's interesting because if there were a year where Sean McDermott would unfairly get shown the door, it would be this year because of all the qualified head coaches out there that have a better resume than he does, unfortunately. But we're not seeing that trend actually come to fruition. We're not seeing Mike McCarthy out the door because of that. We're not seeing Nick Sirianni out the door because of that. We're not seeing Matt Eberflus out the door because of that. And you can't tell me Sean McDermott did not do a better job than all those three in a significant fashion, not just this year, but the last few years. And the team certainly wants to play for him. I mean, there was an article written that caused some waves in that organization and, you know, about through the fans, just about, yeah, and there was a reference that he made to, you know, 9-11, but there was also other things in the article that were written about how this guy is just not it. And the team chose to, instead of being like, oh man, they chose to rally around him, get to this point. So they're clearly going to play for him. It's just, is there like, is this the year that you make a big splash? But I don't know that Harbaugh comes in here. I don't know that he wants to. And with Belichick, it seems like there's only one team that wants them, and that's Atlanta. And I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought there'd be a few more teams interested. Right. And, you know, the logic with Buffalo and Bill Belichick is obviously he knows how to navigate the AFC East. And I think that's what people are bringing up when it comes to him. But, and, and, if you're, and if you are if you are Harbaugh, you are the quarterback whisperer. You are the guy that can take Josh Allen over the hump. Well, we'll see. I mean, that would be the only reason to do it. But then to do it, you have to float out like – you know, you have to make a pass at them. And then what if McDermott finds out? And I don't know, tricky, tricky stuff there. But again, you've done this for so many times and you're constantly losing. You don't think you should get fired, but how are you going to beat the Chiefs? You're just going to try it again? They got it at home. I tell you what, Bart, if you're paid to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and the ball comes through your hands, I don't know, you catch it. That's how you beat the Chiefs. Well, that's a big problem. Right. Uh, Stefan Diggs game is a big problem and they owe him a lot of money and you know, you get, you can't even be like, Oh, I want out of here. I don't, you, you, you don't play well enough to do that anymore. You don't play enough to play well enough to be the one to demand a trade or whatever it is guys end up doing when they have 80 catches a year, not a hundred. Oh my God forbid. Eric's in Texas. What's up, Eric? Hey Bart. How you doing tonight? Hi, Eric. Hey, man. Uh, so this weekend was difficult because uh, I'm a I'm a Lions fan. My wife's a Cowboys fan. And uh, that's we wanted my two daughters to take those two teams. But my 16-year-old daughter took the Packers. She's a big Packers fan, which I can't stand. And then my other daughter, the 21-year-old, she's a, a Bills fan. So <laughs> how how did that how how did first of all, how like how how did that happen? Well, I think the 21-year-old daughter, she just likes the crazy Bills Mafia. So she wishing she could be there and be like them. And she's telling me about the pit before the game. And during the game, they showed me the pit with firing. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's right. What have I done? Uh, yeah. Well, how <laughs> about then, the Packer one? What happened there? I don't know. She just silently started room for him. And she she came out of the closet and said, I'm a Packers fan. And I was just, <laughs> okay, at least you got a team. I mean, <laughs> You don't pick mom or dad's team. That's nuts. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Stefan Diggs. So I think, um, to me, all that arguing with him in the beginning of the season 
so I'm going to bring this down to the fourth quarter. There was two plays back-to-back. The first one, he went to Diggs deep when Diggs was covered, and this, there's a man that was running a drag route really short. It was wide open, and then Josh Allen just ignored him. And then the very next play, he goes deep to Diggs again on the right side when there's three guys underneath that are open. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Did you see that? Do you think they're forcing it to him a little bit? Yes. Either he thinks Diggs is actually that good and going to him too much, or he's like, oh, my God, Diggs well, is going to Well, they're paying him $25 million bucks. Yeah. He's supposed to be that good. That's, that's the whole point. You didn't see that, though? No, I, I saw it. Okay. But what I'm saying so you is... You, you don't think there's more to it? I think that Diggs just... Here, here's a stat I got. Uh, Adam sent us this. Last 10 Bills games, Diggs has been targeted 80 times. He has 422 yards. Shakir has been targeted 37 times. He's got 462 yards. I think no. Stephon Diggs, like that, that play, Stephon Diggs makes that play. 55-yard pass or whatever. He makes that play. He didn't make the play. I don't know. And Shakir, he was open at least three times. He was getting open like crazy. He he played a good game, Shakir did. I think a lot of times in those spots, you go to who your best guy is, and it was supposed yeah. to be Diggs, and it just was not Diggs. True. Well, maybe they can draft, draft some young talent, and I'm with Shep. I think they should keep the coaches same. And just hit on their – they're going to have to hit on the young talent now. Like, you know, the Lions did with Gibbs and Jemison Williams and, you know, uh, Laporta. Just you got to hit on that young talent. Yeah, well, good luck to you. Um, thanks for the call. Sorry about your daughters. Rough weekend in that house. Rough couple of weekends. Uh, at least you got the Lions to still kind of rally around. When your, fam- when your family likes everyone in the playoffs, there's going to be some rough weekends ahead for sure. The game on Sunday, so Kincaid had five targets. He had five catches. Shakir had nine targets. He had seven catches. Stephon Diggs had three catches. He was targeted eight times. And that one, you know, if you look at all the different plays, Tyler Bass, because of the wide right, I mean, that that's going to be hard to not think of. But I think that, you know, that Diggs play, is going to be one where maybe when a Bills fan talks about this in five years, they bring it up first. They'll be like, or they'll say, yeah, Bass missed the field goal, but, you know, that Diggs play, I mean, it, went, it went right through his hands. Like, it, he's Stephon Diggs. He makes those catches. I guess not anymore. 855-212-4227. More from you guys coming up talking football as the conference championship is set, and I'm – I say it only to tell myself to brace myself. There's only three NFL games left this season. Hopefully there's some good ones. 855-212-4CBS, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. I really love what you're doing. I love the show, and I love everything you guys got going on, man. Get your opinion out there. Call us toll-free, 855-212-4CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. 
recapping the divisional round, as you know. Um, and th- this is kind of, I mean, I thought we would give kind of the same amount of attention to every game, but maybe a little bit more to the Bills because it's so fresh and uh, awful. But a uh, lot of talk about the Bills, fair amount of talk about the Packers. Um, basically, no talk about the Texans or the Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, well, better luck next year, I guess. Corey is in Houston. Uh, wants to talk some Packers, I believe. What's up, Corey? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, man. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the Packers. Uh, you know, everyone's dogging on them because they lost to the 49ers. They choked the lead. They're saying they choked uh, the kick. I mean, as a Packers fan, seeing that, that kicker miss multiple kicks in the season, I mean, it was bound to happen. We knew it was going to happen. I thought Matt, Matt LaFleur, at least, would have learned his lesson from the Buccaneers game. He was too aggressive, man. He should at least get some better coaching down the road. It didn't happen. But I got to give props to the Packers on a rebuild season that no one thought they would have made the playoffs, that they made the playoffs, and gave the Cowboys an embarrassment of a game. And they fought, man, hard against those 49ers. Yeah, and I, you know, as a Packer fan, I'll uh, jump on that one with you, Corey. Thanks for chiming in because I thought this was a rebuild year and I've talked about this and so I do apologize I guess but the Packers have been good for most of my life okay they, I mean they just have they've been good they've had now three we're saying three quarterbacks and every year there's high expectations Super Bowl or bust pretty much every year when you have Brett Favre when you have Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl or bust and so what happens is you either win a bunch of Super Bowls and there's a few busts in there, but yeah, you win one, yeah, and then you win another. You know, Patriots did that. Yeah, the Patriots have had some bad playoff losses, that and some were in the Super Bowl, but they also had six Super Bowls. And the Chiefs, I mean, they don't win them all, but they do win a couple, and so you get those. Uh, Packers had one with Favre, and then a lot of heartbreaking playoff losses, and then they had one with Rodgers, and then heartbreaking playoff losses. And it wasn't like how they lost, how the Texans lost or even how the Buccaneers lost. It was more like how the bills lost and how the Packers lost this weekend. Every game is like, there's a lead and there's a moment where you think to yourself, Oh my God, we're going to the super bowl. Oh my God, we're going to the NFC championship game. And this year there were no super bowl expectations. And so I, as a fan, and I think again, this might me, but might be me pushing deep down my feelings, but I, as a fan, was trying to say, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I just enjoyed the ride. Because if you would have asked me when they were three and six or whatever, hey, the result of the playoffs is going to be you're going to go to Dallas, win a game, and then go to San Francisco and then lose. It'll be another heartbreaker. And you guys will then put a list out of all the heartbreaking losses, and it'll be this whole discourse. And I want to sign up for that in an instant. And now you've got two games of playoff experience for a really young team. And I understand. Dan Marino got to the Super Bowl once and never did again. I understand. It doesn't matter about expectations. When you get there, you got to do everything you can. I totally understand that. And if they never get back again, then this loss will be kind of more amplified for me and other Packer fans. But this is a game, and this is a team that is very young, and I do think you can look at this as brighter days are coming. And that's why the losses are so different. 
Because for the Bills, it's like, how do how what do we do? How do we even do it? For the Packers, you think there's a way to do it. And Matt LaFleur told the guys today, just because we got here doesn't mean we're gonna get here again. We got to figure out how to be better. The Bills have done everything they can to put themselves in this position to play this team in the Chiefs, and they can't get past it. And what else can they do? And they are up against some salary concerns. So they can keep pushing that back as much as they can and kick the can down the road. They've done it a little bit. They can do it more. Does another change need to happen? What is going on with your receiving core? Specifically, Diggs. So there's there's two teams that kind of experience similar experiences but have different like ways of looking at the future. Uh, Ryan is in Arizona. Hello, Ryan. How are we doing, Bert? First time caller. Uh, honestly, not a long time listener, but long time listener for this slot. So thank you for uh, accepting my call tonight. Okay, it's Bart. B A R T. Bart. Bart. See, man, I'm telling you, I'm a first time caller. I'm yeah, here that's, for you. Okay, that's that's here. That's all right. Uh, what do you want to chit chat about, my friend? I'm, I'm here. It's to talk the Bart Niner. Winkler we can Show. Talk about how big sucks. We can talk about a, a lot of things that didn't go well this weekend for certain teams. I called in to talk about Purdy's inaccuracy in the first half. And mainly most of the game, missing wide right, missing wide left, um, that drop ball by Kittle towards the end of the game. But his resiliency for that final drive is kind of what makes me feel confident in the Niners this weekend. But I also don't know what Detroit's going to look like playing outside of their own building for the first time in these playoffs, going to Santa Clara. Um, I also want to talk about the NFC matchup coming up and picking your brain on what you think could the outcome could be on that or – any situations that stand out to you? So you you want to talk about the Niners? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Niners a little bit and how the Packers literally snuck up on them last week, week before. Packers had a great game against the Cowboys. Um, Lions are one of those teams that I think are rolling with a lot of momentum and could kind of give the Niners a scare. I thought the Niners had seven points at home. Um, I think that's a little generous. I'm kind of liking the Lions at plus seven going into uh, this weekend, but uh, just kind of curious on what you think with the weather and them not playing their first playoff game outside of Detroit this year and all that stuff. I saw one article maybe um, or a quote or something that's going to stick with me maybe more than it should, but I think the Niners know that they got away with one and they that they're a better team than that. And so I think they're going to take a lot of frustration out on Detroit, unfortunately for Detroit fans. Fortunately for a guy like you, who gets to dance on my Packers grave. I'm not dancing. I'm not dancing. I just made a little bit of cackling. I called Chef last Sunday and talked about it with him a little bit. Um, not even dancing. It was a hell of a game. I would have been dancing more if it was a blowout, but I just kind of scraped by the uh, edge of my teeth there. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't tell for a while if this was a – I thought there was a little bit of condescending coming out of you. but Oh, my gosh. Seem... No, no, never, never, bro. It's, 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 it's always uh, okay. respect for me. Please. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think the Niners are going to win at this point in the week. Maybe my yeah, mind changes, but perfect. No, that's I just want to take your brain. Sorry for the call. Um, thanks for taking, and uh, you enjoy <laughs> your night, man. Thanks so much. No, no. Th- thanks for the call. Um, and and for Ryan's sake, I've been like, yeah. I mean, he might have meant it as an accident. Um, Ryan, I'm trying to hang up on you. There we go. Uh, he might have meant it as an accident, or I don't know. But whenever I've been called Bert, it's usually not an accident. In fairness, and Ryan's a smart guy. He's called many times. I do. I always say 
what would you like to say to Bart? Oh. So hmm. there is, so I love you, Ryan. There is no excuse. First of all, every rejoin we play coming back is the Bart Winkler show. Yeah. So it's kind of tough to confuse that. Just saying. I don't know. I mean. Just saying. I've been called a lot of things. You know, Brett I get a lot. Um, Wait, you Bort, know, you know, Bort. you know, you know, a Brett. I do know a Brett. Yeah, I do. No kidding. Um, probably in some. High, he's probably in a pretty high place in life. That's my guess. I think he's doing good. Yeah. I know. I get Brian. Sometimes, I, I people just don't. Li- I mean, I'm 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 bad at remembering names. I don't listen. Yeah. I always make a point to like I. There's people. There's people who I know their name. I know their name, but I'm still like. Only ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure, so I just say like, "Hey, I'm real." I don't. I don't say names a lot. I say it to you. I say Shep. I don't. I don't say. I don't say a lot of names. You say Marco Belletti once every hour. Oh, it's at the least. best part of my it's best part of my hour. It's actually you say it it's in the contract though. Different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marco, but I'm not ready to send it to you yet. I'd be okay. really bad if I played it then. <laughs> Stand by. I want to talk to Big L first. Big L's been hanging on. Uh, thank you for that. What's up, Big L? Good evening, Bart. Good evening. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk about the um, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, concerning, uh, uh, what's his name? It's quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Excuse mm-hmm. me for that. Sorry about that. Uh, I think he's going through the same thing that uh, the one caller mentioned, probably the same thing Elway went through. Finally, uh, finally got his uh, two wins in the Super Bowl, uh, and uh, also uh, Peyton Manning. He's going through with Peyton. It took him a while to get over the hump, but he finally won a Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's going through that kind of a uh, nut funk or whatever uh, problem. You agree or disagree? I think if you're Josh Allen, and I think I think he played well, man. Well, it's like, tough. what more can I do? Uh, well, he can't even play. He can't even play good. He can't even play great. Uh, he can't even like. He can't even play elite. He has to play perfect to win these games. Uh, that team is asking a lot of him. I think he's tough as nails. Myself, will you agree or disagree? I agree. Yeah. He is. Uh, the only other thing is, uh, let me mention the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, KC. KC got over the hump with the. Uh, Thanks to, I would say, Holmes, do you agree? Yep, Mahomes, yep, yep. Uh, Other than that, I don't think uh, KC, there's never been uh, a repeat of a a team going to the Super Bowl twice. You you agree with that? Am I right or wrong? No, there's been repeat champions. Other than that, I like, uh, for KC, I like uh, Holmes, and I like uh, Pacheco, the 87, number 87, and Rice. Other than that, uh, again, uh, I think they'll be tested the Ravens, and uh, I'll say uh, go Ravens, okay? Thank you very much. All right, yeah, thanks for the call. You know, um, I, I love Big O. You figured of all the Chiefs, he would know that 87 based on how much he's been talked about for things not even related to football this year. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth that you know Rasheed Rice. Right, right. And not, not Travis Who, Kelsey. By the way, Bart, his next game, think about this for a second. He's going to become the all-time receiving leader in postseason history for any position. Wow. 
I did not know that. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's special, man. Like, he's just, you know, he gets a lot of flack for dating Taylor, and I, I understand some of the jealousy and, you know, some of the people that— I'm jealous. You know, oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble. She's overrated. She, Bar, she yep. is. She's overrated. Yep. What are you doing? She, why, she, why, she, why, wears why, a, she wears a lot of makeup. What are you and doing? And vocally, she's horrible. She's horrible in relation to how much she does as an artist in terms of sales. She's a, she's obviously talented, but she's not that talented. And she's you, you, you're like you're like a kind of guy who waits to cross the street when there is traffic. I'm just being honest about Taylor like, Swift. Oh, what, what, what can I do today to get run over? I'm just I'm being I, she is vastly overrated. She is. I'm, I'm this isn't like but Bart, you know me at this point. Like this isn't a bit. Like she is. There are a, a, a thousand vocalists that are significantly better than her, and yet she has the highest concert tour ratings and the highest viewership and the highest attendance. I don't get it. Hmm. Well, uh, I think she's all of the things you don't. Okay. And uh, I liked seeing her at these football games. Can you name me one Taylor Swift song? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, I used to do music radio. <laughs> okay. The she's, one, Bad she, Blood. What is it? Bad Blood. Okay, that's a really, that's a song. I, I take. Oh, what about, what about teardrops on my guitar? Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give her this much. She's a shake she, it off. Shake it off is a good one. That's very popular. She's a she's a good she's a good songwriter. I I'll might give, even be able to name her albums. I know Red. That's impressive. That's impressive. Red's an album. Um, I I, I like saying that I'm in my era. Like she's got eras. Really? Like right, right now I'm in my CBS era. <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah, I like doing that. She's been around for a long time. And listen, you got to Friendship give in, bracelet. Yeah. Right. You got to, Travis, you know, beautiful move and getting the friendship bracelet to her. You got to give her, anybody that can ha- sustain that long of a successful run. This is now going on almost two decades. And she's just 34 years old. So I give her a lot of credit for that. I just think she's been very fortunate in her career as well. And I think she's, I think she's uh, oversaturated. Well, you're probably going to have to deal with her. She's only 34 for the rest of your life. I, I don't really pay attention to her. The problem is, and I, I think I speak for most people when I say this, she's force-fed down her throats every Sunday. Um, I mean, showing like eight shots of her isn't force-fed. That's, enough, that's, eight, that's seven shots too many. I can do with one. That's what fine. else do you want to see? You want to see that Bills fan crying? Well, I mean, I mean, like, no, I mean, no. You want to see I, another shot of Andy Reid? No, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I, I don't. Talk about the game. Talk was, about, the, was the Jason Kelsey shot okay? I had to explain to my son about nudity. <laughs> you know what? I don't think that was that. First of all, I don't think that Just was kidding. that big. I don't think that was that big of a deal because it's a football game. You know, it's part of the American culture where you you, you take a shirt off and you have paint all over it. He didn't happen to have paint. Um, you know what? The guy's in celebratory mode. He's happy for his brother. I got no issue with that. All right. Uh, once again, uh, Marco's update's been delayed by a. Uh, Taylor Swift. Sorry, Marco, but this is actually early. When I, when I I sometimes go to him at forty one, forty two, which is not good. Oh no, no, no! Once once I see thirty five, I start to get like I start to get itchy. <laughs> it's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here and the
listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Great to be with you wherever you are across this fine continent. I'm Bart Winkler. Shep's here. Marco's here. You guys are here. Uh, DeAndre, what? Hi, DeAndre. How you doing, Bart? Thanks for taking my call. Um, Did do you, you? Is this a Taylor Swift call? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. I'm so glad Ship Ship said. I'm glad somebody finally said it. He is somebody. A lot of people already. are saying it. And Way too many people, people are saying, saying it, Bart. Bart so I many mean, people are had, saying it. Josh Allen had one job. One job was to save me from Taylor Swift, and he couldn't even do it. Lamar Jackson got me, though. Lamar Jackson's going to save me from a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I can finally, in peace, watch some football and not get 80 uh, swings back to the box to see what Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes is doing. I don't care about none of that. I want to watch the game. That, that's why I turn on. You guys, that's, it's that's not like you're missing plays. Play. You guys aren't missing plays. It don't matter. If you want to see Taylor Swift bark, they have concerts for that. They have YouTube for that. Turn on YouTube. Get on TikTok and watch, and watch Taylor Swift's page. NFL, I want my football. That's all I want. That, 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 that's all I want. My Sundays used to be sacred. It ain't sacred no more, Bart. I want, I want my Sundays back. Taylor got it's him, bad huh? enough. It's already bad enough I got to suffer through the Tennessee Titans and their foolishness. Now I got to deal with, with Taylor Swift. And, nah, that's enough, Bart. No, it's enough. Let, let, let's, let's I'm actually out. a little more fatigued to Travis Kelsey than I am Taylor Swift. I mean, I mean they, got, they can he, go to commercial break. He's he's in four different commercials for four different brands. It's the whole break. And so is his quarterback. Yeah, Mahomes, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's in there now. I guess that's the cost of winning. They're a marketable you team. Win, you're going to be on TV. All right, well, you're, put, put you another one in the anti-Taylor Swift uh, camp. Thanks, man. Oh, man. You know, if Taylor Swift boyfriend, uh, not husband that we know of. Tony Romo keeps saying husband or wife. Um, she's supposed to play in Japan, like the four days leading up to the Super Bowl. I saw this today. So, Bart, very quickly. because She a, would be able to make the Super Bowl. I had a caller that will remain anonymous that I respect a lot. And they called, a couple of people have called me and said, I'm being way too harsh on Taylor Swift. I said, you can bring it to the air. They said, no, I just want to talk to you. So... My apo- Has anyone called and said, "This I thought this was a sports show no, last no, I no, checked. No, because because I think people at this point understand that Taylor Swift just is a part of the NFL. She's been the biggest name of the season. I'm not taking away from her success. I think she is inc- an incredible talent. And more importantly, I think she is a very, very good human being. And so I'm happy for all that she's accomplished. My only point was, I think there are more talented people out there than her. And I don't see them have the same kind of monster success that Taylor Swift does. I think her success far exceeds her talent. That's all I was saying. I'm incredibly Mm. happy for what she's accomplished in her life. She is a hell of a lot more successful than I am, for the record. Hey, she's only getting this. It's not like she's going to the game and they're showing her. She's, She's dating a guy. All right. Well, any any well, any one of these singers well, could have dated any. I mean, Adele had to go get married to Rich Paul. Yeah, you know, anyone could have. She could have been dating him. Anyone could have been dating Travis Kelsey. He's been single for a long time. They made a reality show about it even one time. Yeah, but then didn't he? But then didn't he recently have a girlfriend after that though? 
Well, then they broke up, and then Taylor's right. like, ooh, that cutie. Yeah, again, you know what? I'm going to stop myself. I'm happy for them. It seems like a real genuine relationship. I root for them to go all the way. Do you think she should be in a box where you can't see her? No, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that. I I just think it shouldn't be about showing Taylor Swift eight times a game. I think if you want to show her once, that's fine. Um The eight times equal a total of like 30 seconds, guys. I Bart, she's probably she probably gets at least 4 minutes of airtime every every game. It's a 3-hour game. I I I understand that, but really it's like an hour and 45 minutes cuz you got Boomer Esiason in a suit. Uh, and the rest of the CBS crew for like 20 minutes, and then you have commercials. So she probably gets 10% of the viewing. Um, you know, I think that's a little much. But but again, I'm now ha- we're up to t- we're up to 10%. I'm we, happy. We were at eight shots, and now we're up to 10% okay. of the viewing. Okay, so I'm, I'm over exaggerating. It might it, it it might be a legitimate five percent though, and and I just think she gets enough attention. But I'm happy for her success. She seems like a lovely person, and I am rooting for her happiness along with Travis Kelsey. Better. I, I still don't know what happened on that play where Shakir was wide open because when that play was when that play was happening live, they were just showing Taylor Swift eating a hot dog the whole time. I was like, can you just show the football game? Man, I'd love to be that skinny and eat a hot dog. Jeez. You know what's ironic is uh, she's turned down, apparently, the Super Bowl many, many times to play. Wow. And now she, she might end up being there. Uh, that's when you know you've made it. I mean, that that yeah, that's when you know you've made it. Like when they ask you to host SNL. And you're like, you know what? No. Like when ESPN asked Michael Jordan to come up and do that campus tour, and he's always said no, that's when you know you've made it. Who is doing halftime? Oh, it's a, fa- it's a famous singer, obviously. I mean, I know that, but I think oh, Usher. Usher. I think Usher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's another Usher. overrated artist. I'm sorry. Usher hitting us. What? Listen, he's a great dancer. Burn. He's a great dancer. Does, does he have the he, – he's got the vocals of Prince? You put him up there with him? Come on. Why does everything? Why does everything have to be the greatest of all time for you to say it's good? I think he's a little overrated. Usher. No he's, one's talked about Usher in seven years. He's a wonderful dancer, but I think as an artist, I think there's. I think you. Have Without John, him, we don't have Justin Bieber. You know what? I take John Legend any day of the week before I take Usher. All right. I mean, that's a different topic. That's fine. All right. Um, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 